welcome to HCS Talks. I'm your host, Superintendent of Hampton City Schools, Raymond Haynes. We're just starting out a new Hampton City Schools podcast. It is designed to educate, inform, and hopefully entertain our community and beyond. We will talk about a lot of different topics related to education, students, teachers, support staff, parents, programs and initiatives, community partnerships, and more. Some of it will just be informative no matter who you are. So we hope you will stay tuned and keep listening to HCS Talks. Today, we're very fortunate to have Dr. Richard Mason with us. He is the chair of the Hampton City School Board. Dr. Mason is going to talk to us about the board, board goals, and the new school year. So once again, thank you for being here, Dr. Mason. Please tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, thank you very much. Um, It's great to be here. Um, As you said, I'm the chairman of the board. I'm a child therapist by profession, but also I'm over at Hampton University as the chair of the Department of Counseling over there as well. So um, that's all I have. You know, it's like, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. <laughs> it's good enough, sir. Well, we certainly, how many years have you served as the chair of the board? This is your... I think it's my second year. Second year? Se- second year, right. yes. Yes, my second year. So let's let's talk to the audience about what it means to be a board member. What does it mean to be a board member to you? Well, first and foremost, you really have to be vested in in education and vested in children. Um, And that's one of the things that that led me to actually um, decide to run uh, for a seat on the board, just looking at some of the things that were going on in the community as far as mental health and the climate and culture um, that was happening in our schools. And so as we started looking at some things, um, several folks had approached me about working with the board to look at policies and things of that nature as related to some of the mental health reforms, our restorative justice practices and stuff like that or whatever. And they just felt that I would be able to offer something um, uh, to to the body as far as uh, being on a board at that time. Absolutely. And I know that you all continue to um, take pride in the collaboration and partnership we have with city council as well. So mm-hmm. want to talk a little bit about that? Yes, definitely. When we look at just how we are as a school division, you know, my, my, mindset has always been your community is always judged by your schools and people tend to move into communities where the schools are are ranked high, you know, and their, their kids are going to get a quality education. And so that's one of the things that I think the city has recognized that once we have been able to develop our schools and and really provide quality a quality education you're going to see the numbers in terms of real estate you know improve as far as people buying homes and coming into the community you know to my understanding the um, housing stock is pretty low in the city of Hampton because so many people are trying to move into the area because of the great work that we are doing here in Hampton City Schools. And that's because of a great partnership also within the city as well, working with our city council, providing the necessary funding and the resources, and just be invested in what it is that we're doing, bringing on business partners, um, being invested in 
the academies, the relationship that the superintendent and the city manager um, have always held has been, you know, remarkable as we continue to do this work. And we can't say enough about the importance of that collaboration with the school board and the city council. Mm -hmm. City Manager Bunting continues to be a very strong supporter mm -hmm. of Hampton City Schools, and they have helped us immensely in terms mm -hmm. of transforming learning spaces and anything else that we have in place, ensuring that we continue to be on the cutting edge of providing uh, mm -hmm. support and services to our young people. I know we just had a board retreat to get ready for the new school year. So talk about some of the things that came out of that retreat. Well, we had a good time. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> but it was it was a great opportunity with with you stepping on board, of course, as in a new role as a superintendent. We also have some additional members or some new members, should I say, to the division leadership team. And so really gave the board an opportunity to work with the new members of the division leadership team so they can see the resources that are available to them on the board as far as, you know, board support. Um, but also it gave board members a sense of confidence in terms of working with uh, those folks. As I shared with uh, Ms. Pollard and, and, and Dr. Harris, who were principals at, at Hampton High and Phoebus, respectively, I told them, I said, you know, one of the things that they did, they did their job so well. You know, now they're in a new role. But the question and concern was, well, who's going to mind the shop back at Hampton and Phoebus, you know? Absolutely. And so just making sure that those particular things were all taken care of. And it gave us a chance to see the direction Um in terms of where we're headed as as a division, we continue to have our board goals centering around teaching and learning, um, and then also, of course, working with our, our you know mental health space with our folks, and then of course focusing on providing quality staff and teachers um, for our students as well, and then of course centering around the work that we're doing with the academies. But as a board, it also put us in a place that we felt comfortable, you know, um, and excited about the new year with the people that are stepping up in terms of our new members of the division leadership team. Absolutely, and one of the things that you charged me with as the new superintendent, as well as division as a whole is ensuring that we keep the main thing the main thing and yes the main thing being our <laughs> core business of teaching and learning coupled with making certain we provide safe and nurturing school environments and I know mm -hmm. you spoke uh, a few times about the mental health aspect but making certain we have that social emotional learning component embedded mm -hmm. in the work that we do on a regular basis mm -hmm. we think it's paramount to the work as a whole, but also in providing that support for staff as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And not only staff, but families. Mm -hmm. One of the things, um, as a matter of fact, last week when I got back from, from the retreat, I um, ran into a parent that had actually participated in our mental wealth fair. And they were, she was just talking about how valuable that was. And I guess one of her neighbors had actually um, gone through, I think there was like a depression screening or something like that or whatever. And it really brought some things to light for, for um, her neighbor. And she was talking about how much that really meant to them, you know, and to this community that we are actually looking at mental health, not just from a perspective of just our students, but with our staff as well as the families as well. So um, we're doing some great things. Absolutely. Taking that more holistic approach. And you can't say enough about making certain that you're ensuring that we're providing those services for everyone mm -hmm. in the community to ensure that we live by that mantra of one community, one transformation, um, mm -hmm. and ensuring academic excellence for every child, every day, whatever it takes. So we, we talked about 
excellence with intentionality. And Mm -hmm. I shared some of that with you during the board retreat and making certain we're deliberate in our pursuit for excellence. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. when things happen, like we just put out preliminary results indicating our schools will be 100% accredited without conditions. Yes. That was intentional. Exactly. (laughs) With intentionality as well. (laughs) And, you know, one of the things that, you know, we we talked about um, was just in terms of being able to use the data. And and I, I pride myself in terms of as, as a district when we when I sit and I talk with other um, board members uh, from other other communities and all I talk about the numbers and I ask them you know do you understand the numbers do you know the data that's being used and that's one of the things that they sometimes can be confused about and and the reality for us is having that connection with the division leadership team so when we look at the challenges that may exist when we recognize that we may have some problems moving forward with science we're able to reallocate some funds and move some things in a direction to purchase things like the science kits and all so that we can improve our science scores as needed so that our kids can get the best education you know that's that intentionality that you talked about and we may those decisions and that's really what makes us a great school division because we're able to take the data look at the data analyze the data synthesize the data and really transform what it is that we need to do in terms of moving the needle forward for education in Hampton City Schools it's like music to my ears to hear you mention the science <laughs> kits because we're all speaking from the same sheet of music yes and you all know what the game plan is so mm-hmm. you truly understand the game plan that we have in place and mm-hmm. our process of executing it as well Mm-hmm. To, the whole, to the whole system's approach to how we go about our work on a regular mm-hmm. basis, too. Exactly. So what, what have you learned during your tenure as a board member, not just as a chair, but just in your tenure as a board member? What have I learned? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the things. I know you've learned quite a bit, but highlight a few things for me. <laughs> Well, certainly, um, one, one of the big things I, I will say, so long as you're doing what people want you to do, sometimes they are, they are certainly right along with you. They're your cheerleaders and they're in your, you're in your corner. But as soon as you have to make a decision that they don't like, oh boy, it's, 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 it's a challenge. But that's the piece. And one of the things I would say, always making sure that we are making decisions that are in the best interest of all children, because when we say every child every day, it's not about some of the kids. It's not about part of the kids. It's about all of them. And so we have to make those decisions that really impact all children and look at Hampton City Schools overall. And that's how we move together as you know, as a division, as a community, as one. You know, we just can't make decisions that are in the best interest for some. Right. Mm-hmm. And have that silo approach. Any advice or well wishes to our teachers, staff, and students as we kick off the new school year? Well, listen, I'm excited. You know, all, it's always great to, to start the, the new school year off on on a good foot. And when we found out, of course, in terms of what the preliminary numbers look like as far as our accreditation, first and foremost, thank you. Thank you to the community that support Hampton City Schools. Thank you to our teachers who show up every day. Thank you to the parents who are committed to the work that we're doing and making sure that their kids are in schools every day. And thank you to the kids, because guess what? They're really our customers. They're the ones who are doing the work, you know, and we want to make sure that they are definitely prepared for life, career, and college, you know, whatever they choose. And so 
as we move forward into this new school year, what I would like to say is just welcome back to Hampton City Schools. We're excited to to start this new school year. Um, let's continue to work hard and and let's move forward. As you say, um, excellence with intentionality. Absolutely. And I, before I close, I did want to circle back during that board retreat. We also shared um, the tenets of the Master Plan 2.0 and what that mm-hmm. will entail for the academies of Hampton, mm-hmm. making it clear we are not bringing the academies to the elementary and middle school level. However, we are looking at it from the perspective of ensuring that everyone re- really acknowledges or knows what it means to be the portrait of a Hampton graduate mm-hmm. and the characteristics that outline in that. And from there, we're looking at starting with grades three through eight, mm-hmm. providing these signature experiences at each grade level and these touch points that are embedded in the curriculum. Mm-hmm. And I know that the board had some questions and seeking some clarity around that, but mm-hmm. just talk a little bit about what, how you feel about that and any thoughts you have around the master plan 2.0 and us being designated as a, as the very first in the nation, mm-hmm. K-12 next generation learning with Ford next generation. Well, first of all, we were excited about that piece, of course, being the first, in, you know, in the nation to be that, you know, receive that designation from Ford. Um, but as we look at where we are in terms of moving forward with that piece, starting in, in third grade, we know that kids really start looking at um, what it is that I want to be and some of the characteristics. And so looking at the behavior links, some of the social emotional links that you all were tying into um, just decision making, those things start at a very early age. You know, how do I become responsible for me? How do I begin to make positive decisions that impact my life? Sometimes kids don't understand some of the habits that they develop in third, fourth and fifth grade will impact what they do in ninth, 10th and 11th grade. So look Looking at the plan moving forward, how we are embedding some of these practices in the elementary schools and then also embedding those practices in the high schools, in addition to the signature events and activities and all, those things are certainly going to make a big difference. You know, and as these students meet and exceed where we have these touch points, I know that as they reach the academies, they're going to have a full understanding of what it looks like. And in terms of being a part of the academies, being able to speak to that language, um, which is certainly going to make a difference in their ability to be successful and to be that portrait of a Hampton graduate that we want them to be. Just being well-informed by the time they reach that ninth grade level. Exactly. Speaks volume to the work. Mm-hmm. Well, who would have mm-hmm. thought, like 13 <laughs> years ago, I was I was principal at Phoenix and you were... I, I was bullied into being the PTA president. So that's, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> we, we started that school off well. Yes, we and did. you were the very first PTA president over yes. there at, at Phoenix Pre-K-8 School. It's always a pleasure talking with you, Dr. Mason, and in your role as the board chair as well. I'm going to make certain I stick to keeping the main thing the main thing as your superintendent. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for joining us. And remember... Education is the most powerful weapon you can use to change the world. As one community, one transformation, we will ensure academic excellence for every child, every day, whatever it takes. See you out there.